From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. How to build the next BTS. With K-pop's biggest boy band on hiatus, the South Korean music mogul behind the group is turning to the U.S. to find its successor, or something close to it. By Lucas Shaw and Sohee Kim. One Monday afternoon in August, South Korean music mogul Bang Shi-hok invited about 100 industry executives and press members to a Santa Monica, California studio. He was there to unveil his new project. I'm happy to be sharing with all of you a dream I've had for a very long time, Bang, dressed in black on a makeshift stage, told the crowd. The man behind the Korean pop phenomenon BTS, Bang had shared few details after announcing the project in November 2021, but he'd been busy. Over the past two years, he and his deputies at HYBE had sorted through more than 120,000 applications to form a new girl group. Now it was time to introduce the 20 finalists. The band didn't have a name yet, Bang said, but the project would be called the Debut Dream Academy. Once formed, the group would be unique in a few ways. HYBE's other bands have only Asian members and are all based in Korea, except for one in Tokyo. But this group would comprise women from all over the world and be U.S.-based. It would perform in English, not Korean. The biggest difference would be the flow of inspiration. Traditionally, HYBE's bands have modeled their sound, if not their career paths, on U.S. pop and hip-hop artists. Bands in Korea go through grueling, years-long training and development before making a public appearance, unlike the more organic path to fame musicians take in the West. Bang's new group would go through T&D, as it's known, for only about a year. Bridging the gap between the Western and Korean approaches, he said, was the realization of his dream. His partner in this experiment, John Janik, joined him on stage. The chief executive officer and chairman of Interscope Geffen A&M Records, a division of Universal Music Group, Janik runs one of the world's largest record labels and has a knack for breaking new artists. IGA released Billie Eilish and Olivia Rodrigo's debut albums and worked on the global rollout of K-pop girl group Blackpink. Janik used similarly otherworldly language. The project was a dream partnership before ceding the podium to the executives who are managing the day-to-day. They include creative director Humberto Leon, co-founder of fashion brand Opening Ceremony, and legendary Korean choreographer Sung Jok Son. Moments later, the finalists walked on stage, flanked by their national flags. The women, ranging in age from 14 to 21, are from a dozen countries, including Brazil, Japan, Sweden, and Thailand. Wearing school uniforms bearing the official Dream Academy crest of a harp with wings, they introduced themselves in English, often followed by a second language. They've all moved to Los Angeles in the past year or so, uprooting their lives to go through a three-month competition to assess their singing and dancing skills, as well as their charm. 
They compete in weekly contests, clips of which are posted to TikTok, YouTube, and Weverse, a Hive-owned app that lets fans interact with each other and musicians. Fans on Weverse and Hive's YouTube channel vote, and a panel of experts uses that feedback to decide who advances. The remaining members, the exact size of the group has yet to be determined, will be revealed on November 17th, at which point they'll begin recording a debut album and preparing for a tour. The experience is being captured in a documentary due out on Netflix next year. We want to move culture. We want to headline festivals, Tom March, president of Geffen Records, said on stage. We want to be the biggest group in the world. Bung has introduced hundreds of millions of people to K-pop. BTS was the first South Korean act to top the Billboard charts in the U.S. and the first to sell out stadiums across the world. The group's success, fueled by catchy beats, a message of empowerment, intense outreach to fans, and seven attractive young men, paved the way for acts such as Blackpink and Twice to tour the globe. The popularity of BTS also turned Bang into the most powerful and wealthiest music exec in his home country. His personal fortune is worth about $2 billion, according to the Bloomberg Billionaires Index. Yet, like many Korean media moguls, Bang is concerned that the Hallyu, the Korean wave, could ebb. The growth in K-pop sales outside the U.S. has slowed, he warned in a speech this year. That may be because BTS is on hiatus for at least two years as its members complete their mandatory military service. Bang plans for the group to reunite in 2025, but there's no guarantee that if or when it does, it will inspire the same devotion among its fans, who spend a lot of money buying music and merchandise and going to concerts. Hybe's latest hit group, New Jeans, has roughly 24 million monthly listeners on Spotify not that far behind BTS, with about 32 million, and is the company's top new act. New Jeans may already be bigger than the Dream Academy-formed band will ever be, but even Bang admits there may never be another BTS. To prevent against a dip, and to satisfy growth-hungry investors, Bang wants to transform Hybe into the first Asian music company with a global footprint. That plan started in 2021, when Hybe acquired music executive Scooter Braun's Ithaca Holdings, which is part management company, part film production business, and part record company. A handful of other acquisitions followed. Buying record labels will help Bang diversify his business by reducing his reliance on K-pop, but they're expensive. He's spent more than $1.3 billion on acquisitions so far, and Bang has to raise money to fund more such deals. With Dream Academy, he's trying to test if the idol band model can be exported internationally. If it's successful in the U.S., Hybe plans to franchise it across the world, to two or three as-yet-unnamed cities for now, as another prong in the strategy, along with buying companies, incubating the next BTS, and becoming more of a tech business. Any one part of the plan underperforming probably isn't a fatal blow to Hybe, but the fandom business is obviously fickle, and it doesn't take much to receive unwelcome scrutiny from investors. We have achieved a considerable measure of success in America, Bong said in an interview with Bloomberg Businessweek. But there's a lot more for us to do here. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? 
I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. Bang grew up in Seoul, listening to hip-hop and British synth-pop and forming bands with classmates. He played a guitar that his father bought him. His parents' support for his musical ambitions faded as he got older, though. Growing up in an elite family, his dad was a government official, Bang faced pressure to study something more serious. But in 1994, he won a national song contest and committed himself to a career in music. Not long after, Bang met a musician named Park Jin Young. In 1997, Park started his own company, JYP Entertainment, and brought on Bang as a co-founder and producer. Park and Bang quickly found success with several solo artists and the boy band G.O.D., Groove Overdose. Having spent some of his childhood in New York, Park wanted to try producing music in the U.S. Bang and Park moved into a friend's house in L.A., where they shared a small room. We didn't really have a grandiose dream, Bang says. It was more like a very small dream that me and Park could succeed as producers in America. But their renown in Korea didn't translate to the U.S., where few people had heard much modern Korean pop. Bang saw how different the music business was outside Korea. At home, management companies spent years developing an act, training multiple potential members before picking a final group. Trainees weren't allowed to date or gain weight. The biggest bands in Korea were almost all pop groups of a single sex, and the companies collected a share of their earnings from music, as well as touring, merchandise, and endorsements. In the U.S., while musicians can get trapped in onerous contracts, they tend to be independent until they reach a certain level of popularity, and then no one company controls them. Record labels produce work, managers handle day-to-day needs, agents book tours, entertainment lawyers lawyer, etc. It allows for freedom, and Bong noticed his American contemporaries were having more fun. He wanted to go back to Korea and start a company with a roster that had more autonomy. Park, who would later produce hits for Will Smith and rapper Mays, gave Bong some financial support and a few artists to get started. Park declined to comment. In 2005, Bong established Big Hit Entertainment, a play on the nickname he'd received, Hitman, from producers in the U.S. It would take a while for him to live up to it. He struggled to compete with the two other big agencies, as they're known, that dominated the Korean music industry along with JYP. SM Entertainment is credited with inventing K-pop. YG Entertainment developed one of the first groups to break out abroad, Big Bang. Meanwhile, Bang almost went bankrupt. With few successful projects, he and his four employees spent days playing tennis on a Nintendo Wii. In 2010, one of Bang's producers, P-Dog, brought him a demo tape from a 15-year-old who performed as Runch Randa. I made it my mission to debut this person, Bang recalled, according to a 2020 Harvard Business School case study. A person this young, with that sort of musical skill, so able to put his soul into his music? I just felt I had to debut him. Big Hit started a nationwide search for young hip-hop performers to join their new star, who changed his stage name to Rap Monster and then just RM. 
R.M. Suga and J-Hope became the founding members of BTS, joined by four others who survived a multi-year training process that started with 30 hopefuls. Bong let the trainees date and eat what they wanted, and he encouraged them to express themselves on social media and produce their own songs. One philosophy that Bong kept building among members, even when they were trainees, was to give autonomy, says Shin Xiongjong, who trained the group. When BTS released its first album in June 2013, it was one of many new idol groups at the time, competing with others from SM and YG. The next year, the band made its first appearance at LA's KCON, an annual convention for fans of Korean culture, and in 2015, its third EP, The Most Beautiful Moment in Life Part 1, became the band's first to appear on Billboard's global charts. Its supporters anointed themselves the ARMY, an acronym of sorts for Adorable Representative MC for Youth. BTS arrived just as streaming services such as Spotify and YouTube provided global distribution, and social media sites such as Facebook and Twitter helped with promotion. Within a couple of years, the band was one of the most followed on social media. Every new album topped Billboard's global, and now U.S., charts. Stadium concerts sold out in minutes, and companies cashed in. Mattel made BTS dolls while McDonald's promoted a BTS meal of 10 McNuggets served with a sweet chili sauce inspired by Korean flavors. And with albums titled Love Yourself and songs called Answer, Love Myself, BTS developed a reputation for singing about self-care and compassion. Nonprofits such as UNICEF worked with the group and the Army on a global social media campaign to help end the bullying and abuse of young people while the larger universe of K-pop stands co-opted white supremacist and QAnon hashtags on Twitter and helped derail a Donald Trump campaign rally. Bong built Weverse for bands to better interact with fans than they could elsewhere online. By 2020, Big Hit was the largest music company in Korea. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. Most bands like BTS last only a few years. Fans age. Members start fighting or pursue solo careers. Scandal erupts. Starting with the Monkees in the 1960s and the Osmonds in the 70s, the industry has hyped up and eventually moved on from the Jackson 5, Menudo, New Edition, New Kids on the Block, the Spice Girls, the Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, 98 Degrees, One Direction, Hanson, and on and on and on. So Bong had to start thinking about life after BTS at the height of its popularity. In October 2020, Big Hit had an initial public offering in Seoul. Shares opened at 270,000 won, about $200, three times bigger than my initial projection, Bong says. 
The company, which started in a small office in Gangnam, expanded to a new 19-story tower in Yongsan, complete with dance studios and recording rooms that neighbors the country's presidential office. Now a billionaire, Bang enjoyed lounging at an outside pool at a luxury hotel with a view of Seoul's Namsan Mountain and its 890-foot peak. He also owns a $26 million mansion in the Bel Air neighborhood of L.A. that he bought from comedian Trevor Noah. Going public meant Bang now had money to expand, but with that came an expectation from investors to grow. He started spending more time in the U.S. He renamed his company Hive, a play, it says, on Hive, and bought Braun's Ithaca Holdings for more than $1 billion. Braun, who's credited with discovering Justin Bieber, has an eye for talent and building brands. At various times, he's also managed Ariana Grande, Demi Lovato, Edina Menzel, Kanye West, now Yee, and others. His label, Big Machine Records, released Taylor Swift's first six albums. In February, Bang and Braun acquired Atlanta-based record label Quality Control Music, home to rap group Migos. The next month, Bang's bid to buy SM, the company he'd supplanted atop Korea's musical hierarchy, failed. The two are now looking to buy a label specializing in Latin music. The deal with Ithaca, however, has exposed Bang to challenges in the U.S. music business that he hasn't dealt with at home. Managers in America collect about 20% or less of an artist's earnings. Management companies in Korea collect more than 50%, and they have less control over their acts. Grande and Bieber have tried to leave Hybe, despite being under contract. It's a messy divorce, and neither has commented publicly, though the root cause of the tension seems to be that Braun, now CEO of Hybe America, wants to be a business mogul, not a babysitter of talent. He tweeted on August 22nd, Breaking news, I am no longer managing myself. In his new role, Braun is focused on building out the company's U.S. operations and acting as a liaison between Bang and other big names in the music business. He's also shepherding BTS member Jungkook's solo project. For his part, Bang doesn't seem phased by the potential loss of Braun's biggest clients. I am not worried at all, he says. I am working with people that I know really well, people that I love and who understand what I'm doing. Bang says he's working on a five-year plan to maximize returns from investments outside Korea. He declined to elaborate other than to say that things are going according to plan. Bang is also trying to make Hybe a music industry leader in technology. He appointed Jiwon Park, a former video game executive, to oversee day-to-day operations. Together they expanded Weverse to capitalize on K-pop fans' willingness to spend on their favorite acts. BTS fans, for example, routinely spent $50 or more for a specific light wand to bring to live shows, and K-pop fans are among the only devotees who still buy CDs. Groups sell multiple versions of the same album because they know their fans will purchase them all. Weverse, which has more than 10 million monthly active users, lets Hybe artists share photo and video updates with fans, with captions translated into several languages. Fans, in turn, use Weverse to communicate with one another and pay for early access to concert tickets and exclusive merchandise. Major acts in Korea and Japan have taken to the app, but Bang is still wooing American artists, who might not want to engage with yet another social media tool. Hybe is an outsider among the U.S. music industry, says Minha Choi, an analyst at Samsung Securities, and they have to work through the problem. Investors don't know what to make of Bang's ambitions. 
Hybe's shares slipped about 50% last year to 173,501 at the end of December from 349,001 a year earlier as investors fretted about BTS's military commitments. But enthusiasm about Weverse and Hybe's expansion plans has boosted company shares about 40% in the first nine months of this year. More than anything, Bong needs to keep producing big hits. The biggest record labels, such as Atlantic, Columbia, and Interscope, have multiple major artists releasing new music every year, and they're part of larger companies that operate multiple labels and can absorb more of the ups and downs of the industry. With such groups as New Jeans and the boy bands in Hypen and Tomorrow X Tomorrow, Bang has a strong and growing roster of homebred acts. But Dream Academy is a foray into seeing how scalable his model can be globally. Bang first pitched Interscope's Janik on the idea for Dream Academy when Janik was trying to lure BTS away from its distribution deal in the U.S. and other regions with rival Sony Music Entertainment. He succeeded in his courtship in October 2021. Still, Janik was skeptical. During 27 years in the music business, he'd never formed a group via casting call, and the idea felt contrived. Everything I've done has been about gut and finding artists who have vision, he says. When you think about putting together a group like this, you think it's more manufactured. Janik signed Rodrigo after she proved herself as a singer on the Disney Channel, and Eilish after she'd already released a song that went viral. He wasn't looking for the next boy band. Yet the more time Janik spent with Bung, the more he bought in. Bung obsesses over every aspect of the creative process, right down to the art on the t-shirts, and Janik thought he was sincere about forming a real band, not just pulling a gimmick. He's this highly creative person, but also very sympathetic and thoughtful to people, Janik says, and also a very good business person. It's hard to check all those boxes. After announcing their plans, they got more than 70,000 submissions in the first 10 days and built a team of executives to look at tapes and select trainees. Bang and Janik met every month to talk through the process. The details of the financial arrangements with Dream Academy finalists are unclear, but safeguards have been put in place to ensure the participants aren't mistreated. HYBE has never been accused of doing so with its other acts, and it says that Dream Academy trainees have access to a psychologist and that their mental and physical health is monitored. But other, smaller Korean agencies have been accused of exploitation, as well as verbal and physical abuse. Of course, this has been an issue in the U.S., too. Famously, Lou Pearlman, the mogul behind the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, was sued by those bands and others for fraud. He was arrested after running one of the longest and largest Ponzi schemes in American history and died in prison in 2016. Still, no matter how much T&D there is, Bong knows there's a good chance nobody will ever remember the group that forms from the Dream Academy project. Musicians upload tens of thousands of songs to streaming services daily, creating more noise and competition for attention. Major labels have spent millions of dollars signing acts that went viral on TikTok, only to realize they didn't have much talent. Even the rare successes don't happen overnight. Stars such as Eilish and Dua Lipa released songs for years before anyone cared. But replicating a wildly successful model makes sense. I thought the playbook would not be easily applied in the U.S., Bong says. Now I believe I found some clues. The innovation is not far from us. Around 10 a.m. one Friday morning in August, 
at a studio tucked inside a nondescript Hollywood strip mall, a dozen Dream Academy trainees were about to begin practicing. Their backpacks and laptops were strewn about. The ones who are school-age are enrolled in full-time online high school programs and have private tutors, according to Hybe. The girls were warming up in unison, starting with Jumping Jack set to Super Shy, a New Jeans track. Some of them knew the words and mouthed the lyrics as they stretched, but they didn't say much to one another. After about 20 minutes, Emily Kelavos, a 17-year-old from Texas, turned to the rest of the room and gave them the thumbs up. It was time to start dancing. Kelavos, who grew up as a competitive dancer, was among the earliest applicants accepted to the project. For my whole life, I was searching for that one thing I wanted to do, she said, in a video introducing herself on YouTube. Others asked for her feedback on certain moves as she led the routine, a combination of modern dance and hip-hop, counting from one to eight and slowly enunciating lyrics so the group could practice at a slower speed. During a break, they ordered food using Uber Eats. They get a monthly living stipend, Hybe says, and when the instructors showed up around noon, the girls broke into smaller groups. The teachers told them to whip their heads so the audience can more immediately see their faces. They encouraged them to better sync their singing to the moves and told them to be less breathy when reciting certain lyrics. For ten minutes, one group obsessed over how to pronounce the word anti in the song Anti-Fragile by girl group Le Seraphim. Should the first syllable sound like ant, the insect, or aunt, as an apparent sister, with the emphasis on the ah sound? In the days since, more videos have been posted to social media of the dancers getting snacks, practicing choreography, singing, etc., all told, Hyde plans to release more than 130 clips during the competition. That includes goodbye videos when contestants are sent home. Six have been eliminated already. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. <laughs> 